By the way, we've got uh, Spartan tickets for you coming up at 348. Doing the business against the Chippewas of Central Michigan. Uh, we've got your opportunity to win some tickets at 348. Plus, we've got Russell Dickerson tickets. Uh, he's playing at an Arts Beats and Eats Sunday, September 3rd. Uh, we'll give those away uh, at 248, so about 20 minutes from now. Um, there was a law that was signed earlier this year that took away the requirement that if you, as a third grader, didn't meet a certain requirement, um, especially at the reading level, um, that you no longer have to be held back. Previously, if you didn't meet that threshold, you were held back. So now that law is gone. It doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, attack the issue of kids just aren't reading at the level they need to as they progress through their grade school. Um, but with the new season, uh, the new school season underway, you know, kind of feels like a good time to 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 just check in to see kind of where we're at now and then where we're looking to go, not only this year, but in the years to come. Bob McCann is the executive director of the K-12 Alliance of Michigan, and he joins us. Bob, it's great to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, well, uh, we've got reading, writing, and arithmetic in the air. And, you know, the new budget was signed. It's in place. How do you how do you think that's going to impact the school year this year? What What benefits do we have to teachers, to districts, and, and most importantly, students? The budget that, that was passed and ultimately signed by the governor really does target some funding in ways that we've, as educated, education advocates in Michigan, have been advocating for for years now, meaning instead of just looking at that, you know, the, the big number we all hear about, the per pupil number mm-hmm. uh, that, that gets thrown out, we have to start looking beyond that because when you look at the needs of students, it goes beyond the quote-unquote average student. We're talking things like, special education, reading, coaching, tutoring, uh, uh, other types of support services that go above and beyond that number. So when you look at that budget, they're targeting dollars towards those specific costs that frankly schools have been having to take on regardless. And so as we do that, as we better match the funding towards where schools are spending it, we're, we're allowing schools to do a lot more for students. So it does go a long way towards, towards moving us in the right direction. The problem is, as many industries are right now, and schools are no different, we don't have the people to do the jobs. Uh, Every school district that's starting back up right now is facing the same problem, and that's staff shortages, whether it's teachers, coaches, uh, bus drivers, we're short on people. You think every district deals with that? Absolutely. I haven't Mm -hmm. talked to a single superintendent so far that says everything's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. Yeah, no, everybody's dealing with it in some capacity. Some uh, much more critically, meaning as school is starting, they still don't have bodies in the classroom to teach these classes, and they're scrambling to find substitutes, whoever they can. But even those are hard to come by right now. So even though we're doing more with dollars, until we start you know, getting more t- kids going into teaching, these shortages are going to be a problem. Well, th- then what is the most responsible way to spend this this additional money, This the more money per pupil, which is great. So h- how do how do districts spend it effectively? What should they be looking at? It really is uh, based around those over the... A lot of students more and more are needing. So, you know, what we can do with that money is, is target a program specifically to a student's need. Some students, like you were talking about at the beginning, struggle with reading at a, at a young age. If we can intervene with this money, get them a, a one-on-one reading coach, that's what's going to help that child get back on track, get caught up with their peers, and ultimately be more successful as they move down the road 
uh, in their academic career. You know, some students might need some uh, uh, some social workers and, and counselors to help them get caught up academically until we can identify and target support services around any individual student. They're not getting everything we can give them. And with this money, we're better able to do that. You know, Michigan is is top 10 in population in the United States. Yet, according to U.S. News and World Report, we're 37th in education. Now, money certainly is a huge factor in that. But but uh, there there has to be a better way of not only utilizing that those resources kind of as we talked about, but making sure that that we are we are continuing to feed the machine in terms of getting people that that want to be teachers and then fostering a, a, a scenario for them to want to be teachers for their career. It is it can be at times a thankless job. Um, but but it is so important that we don't see those numbers go down. How do we address retention in that area? I mean, we've got some great, great uh, educational universities here in the state of Michigan. Heck, Michigan State is one of the best in the country when it comes to, to, to churning out high-quality teachers. How do we keep them in Michigan? That's the real challenge that we've been facing. And, you know, you talk about having some of the best schools programs in the country to to develop teachers. But when you look at their numbers year over year, it's been a downward trend in terms of students getting into that. And I think it's a direct correlation to what those students saw in their schools when they were in high school, for example. And saw, you know, my own teachers didn't seem like they felt supported and appreciated by their school. Why would I want to get into that career? So if we start investing in the profession itself, investing in the people doing it, these kids that are going up through those programs, getting mentored by those teachers are going to look at that and say, that's what I want to do when I get older. So we need to start investing in the profession and then start, you know, giving people incentives to get into it. It's programs that have just started in Michigan that help pay for certain costs of schooling for those getting into the teaching programs. Uh, You know, in Michigan, you know, students have to go through their year of student teaching. We used to make them pay for that. They would have to actually pay to do that. So not only are we asking them to do a thankless job, but they have to pay for a year to do it. We've reversed that now. They get paid to do it, as they should be. So we're taking some of the right steps now, but we're decades behind in doing it, unfortunately. So it's going to take time, but we have to keep going. So then how long do you think if we continue funding at this level, if that per pupil uh, number goes up, you know, incrementally uh, year over year over the next uh, X amount of years. When do we start seeing the benefits and, and the fruits of that labor? When do we start seeing more kids uh, reading at a third grade level when they're in third grade? When do we start seeing math become a bigger priority and, and, and being taken um, maybe not quite seriously, but, but at, a, at a much more important level? When do we start seeing the fruits of that labor? I think, you know, it, it, it's going to take a few more years to, to, to put it, you know, very bluntly. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, we're struggling to get people in teaching programs right now. We're struggling to get teachers in the classroom teaching some of these classes. So, you know, these, these, this funding that is coming in is, is badly needed and can do so much good in our schools. But if we don't have the people to fill those roles in the classroom, the money isn't going to solve the problem alone. So once we start getting that funding in a long-term capacity, and once we start having these people in uh, in, in positions to be able to utilize it correctly, that's when these, it's going to start paying dividends. So, you know, 
the improvements are already started. They are on their way, and they're going to keep going over the next few years, and that's where we're going to start seeing it pay off. All right, I want you to really rack your brain here because there are, are 49 other states in this country that have school systems. What what does Michigan do better than than anybody in your mind in terms of whether it's teaching, education, whatever the ecosystem is? In, in your mind, what what makes Michigan – what separates us from others? You know, I think when you, you when you talk to a lot of educators, it's really about the programs that we make available to students. You know, whether a student wants to get into something like STEM uh, programming or, uh, you know, has a specific area of, of interest, you know, it, you know, it might be something like, you know, machinery or carpentry, you know, those types of programs. Michigan has, you know, programs that other states just don't offer. Uh, their students that it's just more of a general education type thing and when we can tailor those types of specifics that catch a student's interest that's ultimately what's going to help a lot of them stay involved stay invested in their own overall education and keep them going through the process so you know there's no question that Michigan struggles in many ways and it you know it's a decades-old problem that can't be solved overnight but there are some things we do well uh, in this state and and that's absolutely one of them Um, are we on the right trajectory do you think yeah. Real quick, uh, I got about it, 20 I, seconds left. Yeah, uh, for the first time in a very long time, I think we are. Like I said, we were decades, decades behind where we needed to be in terms of funding priorities and in terms of policy priorities. But I think we've really started to turn a corner. And if we keep going in this direction, we're going we're gonna to see some good results. Bob McCann with the K-12 Alliance of Michigan. Great stuff, Bob. Stay in touch, will you please? All right. Appreciate the time. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bob McCann with the K-12 Lines of Michigan. We got to take a break. Michigan is failing at this, according to one writer. We'll talk about it next on JR Afternoon.